You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 17 weeks, four quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning Winning drive. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome back to the Winning Drive Podcast. I'm Rita Hubbard, the NFL Chick, co-host of the Glenn and Rita Show on 105.7 The Fan. Of course, with my guy Cordell Woodland from Shaking It Up Sports and the Ravens reporter for 105.7 The Fan. And a lot going on, Cordell. There's a coaching carousel that continues to grow as openings continue to uh, come about in the NFL. But before we talk about that, uh, I just wanted to congratulate Lamar Jackson. He was voted as the AFC player of the month uh, by the national football league. And if you're a PFF person, uh, pro football focus, you, you like their work. He was also named their MVP MVP of the year. So quick thoughts on that Cordell. Yeah. I mean, uh, getting recognized, I don't think that'll be where it ends. Um, you mentioned pro football talk, giving him PF. I mean, give him the MVP of the year. I think he was also a first team all pro for PFF this year as yes. well. And um, LPA um, voted right. him first team all pro. This was their yep. second year of doing that. So, yeah. Uh, voted team MVP by the uh, local media. Um, yep. It was unanimous. Uh, so, we all voted for Lamar. Um, so, I think it's just the beginning of award season for him as I anticipate him. Uh, getting uh, the league MVP. Um, I don't know if it'll be unanimous, but I expect him to win um, league MVP. I think he'll be an all pro, even though that one will be a little closer than probably some of the other awards we'll see, depending on who people like. You got people like uh, Tua, who's been good this year, Purdy, Dak. So I am curious to see what the, what the league decides to do with the all pro voting when it comes to the quarterback position. 
same. So uh, for now, uh, you know, he continues to get the accolades and it feels like that he's one step closer to potentially getting the league MVP. So we'll see how that goes. Bunch of co- coaches openings mm-hmm. for now that have happened. And there has been a couple more uh, openings that we've seen on Thursday. Um, Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots decide to part ways Um, And then we learned on Wednesday that the Seattle Seahawks and uh, their head coach, Pete Carroll, have decided to, you know, move on, even though Pete Carroll will potentially be uh, a front office type of dude. Um, We know that there's the Tennessee Titans, Carolina Panthers, Washington Commanders, L.A. Chargers and Atlanta Falcons. Also, uh, the Raiders as well. Also, because they have an interim tag on Antonio Pierce, um, also are are looking for head coaches. So this is what we know thus far. And this is uh, according to uh, our good friend, Sarah Ellison. She posted that uh, Mike McDonald has been requested for the Tennessee Titans job, the Carolina Panthers job and the Washington Commanders job. Todd Munkin has been tied to requests from the L.A. Chargers and the Carolina Panthers and Anthony Weaver the assistant head coach is uh, tied to the Atlanta Falcons and the Washington commanders. So commanders, your, your commanders, cause you know, I always got to put that out there. They, they tried hard <laughs> to take some people from up 95 North. It appears, but um, I, I'm curious to know how this is going to work with two more openings um, in terms of Seattle and in terms of new England. Now we could probably phase out new England, potentially because Mike Vrabel, I think that we, I think it's safe to say that he'll be the favorite to go to new England because of the ties that he has there. But Seattle to me is a a wild card that I I just didn't see happening. So um, yeah, that, that, that's a lot. And we talked about this, you know, how focused would they be right now with all of these openings? I don't think I've ever seen so many openings. I believe, a quarter of the league, one fourth, has openings uh, for head coaching positions. So you gotta feel like that there's strength in numbers here, and that one of these guys, at, at minimum, uh, will be exiting out of Baltimore. Yeah, I mean, you you do kind of get that feeling that somebody's gonna go. Um, I think uh, the Patriots job, like you mentioned, is a weird one. You, you mentioned Vrabel; he's probably the top candidate externally uh internally Gerard Mayo is there I keep seeing yeah. that you know they're very intrigued by him uh don't really know who to think of for that Seattle job right now I mean that that was kind of one of those unexpected openings yeah um, but all in all when it comes to the Ravens uh coordinators like and we talked to Harbaugh on Wednesday about it and you know he, he acknowledged that this is kind of what happens this is what goes with this is what comes with you know, being a part of a, one of the best teams in the league. And um, this is the time of, you know, every, every coach is, every coach wants to be a head coach. I mean, more, more times than not, they would like to be a head coach at least. Right. once. Um, and, you know, he, he was very adamant that he doesn't think it'll be a distraction for this time of year, because when they do do these interviews, it's usually either late at night, or on the weekends is not cutting into the time that they already have preordained for this current team. Um, 
I really don't know which one of these guys goes, if any of them. I mean, I, I think if we're talking about all three, the two coordinators and Anthony Weaver, I think Weaver for sure, like if he gets an opportunity to get a head coaching job, he's gone. I, I really do believe that. It's no secret that he has wanted to be a head coach for a while now. Um, so if given the opportunity and actually offered a job, I could see him being on the first ticket out. Um, Munkin is a little different for me. I, I think I'm not saying that I don't think Todd Munkin wants to be a head coach, but I do have a hard time thinking that he wants to be one and done in Baltimore. That's what I, I think the same thing, Cordell, um, it's funny that you mentioned that because I, I wonder the same thing. Like he just got to Baltimore. Um, do you wonder that maybe he just kind of wants to get his, his footings back in terms of what the NFL is? Cause he's been in the college level for a couple of years now. Um, so maybe he just wants to, if the Ravens chip or if they don't chip, if they don't chip, maybe he wants the opportunity to try to do it again next year. If they do chip, he wants the opportunity to repeat. So I agree with you in that sense. Like I, I do think it's a little premature in terms of Todd Munkin. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel like, like you said, I think there's more that he wants to do with this team. I mean, as good as this team has been this year, I still think that there are things that they would like to do offensively that they haven't been able to do to this point. Yeah. Um, and that's not to say that he, you know, nobody can can't pry him out of Baltimore. They they could if if you know anybody can leave for the right price, the right opportunity. Um, but he's the one that I'm probably like like I, I could definitely see him fighting it off for another year. You mentioned him in Georgia. I mean, he could have left Georgia after the, the the first national championship and he didn't, you know. So the fact that he stuck around and waited for the right opportunity for him to come back to the pros. I don't think he's just going to up and go. That That's kind of my thinking. Mike McDonald, I've gone back and forth with him. Um, he has been back at the pro level. I mean, he was already at the pro level before he went to Michigan, but he's been back. Yeah, he's the linebackers coach for, for the Ravens. He turned around and went to Michigan. Yeah. Exactly. So he's been back for two years now in this D coordinator role. He's got his feet wet. He, you know, I, I feel like he's clearly comfortable in that role. Um, and with as good as his defense has been this year, triple crown winner. I mean, obviously the last thing they have to do is to go win the championship and, and that'll kind of be the cherry on top. But I don't know what more Mike McDonald has to achieve on just solely the defensive side. I don't know what else he can do. You know, he's kind of done everything that you can possibly do as a coordinator outside of the total team accolade. So he's one that I could see going, but I don't think he's just going to up and go. Like, I don't think he's in a hurry to go to Carolina or something like that. I, I don't right. think that's the situation that'll move him. Um, I, I do think it'll have to be something that he deems worth his while. It'll have not every head coaching gig is going to be better than the situation he currently has in Baltimore. And I think he, I, I think he understands that. So, I, you know, I don't think he's in a situation where he has to go right now. You know, I, I, I think he'll be perfectly fine if he did stick around in Baltimore for another year. I don't see the defense falling off a cliff. Um, no. So unless that happened, I, 
I think he can come back again next year and they're just as good. And maybe a, a, a better opportunity comes because there are some good opportunities out there right now for head coaching jobs. But if they give them to somebody else and all you got left are, you know, the Panthers and the Titans and right. teams like that, it's like, why do why would I even really want to put myself in that situation, especially in Carolina, where they have shown they have no type of patience for a head coach to come in there and give them the time to really turn things around. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I get everybody is kind of nervous right now because it seems like every day we're seeing a new report of another team requesting to interview one of the Ravens coaches. But I always go back to that 2019 year where Roman won coordinator of the year and he and Wink were both getting these head coaching interviews and stuff like that. And neither of them went anywhere. Um, it ended up kind of, you know, parting way, mutually parting ways from the Ravens. But, you know, we didn't think that both coordinators would be back after that 19 season yet they were. Yeah, I agree. My favorite thing right now on the internet is people like making up stories about Mike McDonald to try to like yeah. uh, get teams to not, you yeah, know, go for him. even uh, Marlon Humphrey's sister got mm -hmm. into it saying that, you know, he called their mother a bald head scallywag right. and all these other things. So uh, that just says a lot about how the Ravens flock feels about Mike McDonald's the potential departure and how much people uh, love and respect what he does here. So it will be interesting to see how these things move as we get into the playoffs and as we start to see more uh, openings get closed moving forward. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, Cordell. So we have Super Wild Card Weekend coming up from Saturday to Monday. Uh, six games will be played, and we'll start to see a better idea of what the playoff picture will be in the divisional round, particularly for the Baltimore Ravens. So first game up is the Browns going to Houston to play the Texans. Now, we know that the last time they played it was basically a uh it, it was just an unhinged game the, the browns mm -hmm. dominated that game however cj stroud did not play they had case keenum um playing in that game due to i believe he had a concussion at that mm -hmm. time stroud did so uh do you see this going differently this time do you think that the browns squeaked their way out i could definitely see it going differently um they're a different team when C.J. Stroud is there. I mean, he and Case Keenum are polar opposites of each other right now. Um, 
for Nico, obvious reasons. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I think Nico Collins is a stud. And I think when he's playing with CJ Stroud, you get a totally different monster uh, than the one that you're going to get with anybody else. Um, I love what they do offensively from the run game with Devin Singletary, who's been really good for them, finally getting the opportunity to run the ball because yeah. when they were in Buffalo, they were reluctant to hand it to him. The only way he got yeah. it was in the passing game. Um, so it's good to see him show the ability to be a true running back in between the tackles outside. He could do it all. Um, I love that receiving group. Obviously, the loss of Tank Dale hurts them this time of year, but Nico's been really good. Um, I think Dal- Dalton Schultz has been really good for them. Um, uh, so, so they they, they and they got some veteran guys out there too, Robert Woods and some of those guys that just come through and get some of those in between catches, some of those third down plays to move the chains. I just like what they do as an offense. Don't love them as much as a defense. Um, definitely love Cleveland's defense more, but. Yeah, I, I'm I'm picking Houston in this game, but it would I mean obviously it won't surprise me if Cleveland wins again. Yeah, yeah, I, I I'm I just don't love their run defense of the Houston Texans. I don't love it at all, and that is why I think um, the Browns find a way to get out of this uh, with a win, but. I would like to be proved wrong here. You already know that I feel like that the matchup against the Browns is problematic, in my opinion, to the Ravens. So uh, spot the Ravens one if you can, uh, Houston, and uh, beat them this time with C.J. Stroud and Nico Collins, if if you will. Uh, The Miami Dolphins going to Kansas City, the reunion of Tyreek Hill, uh, as we know that he was traded from Kansas City to Miami. It is going to be devastatingly cold out there. I keep hearing negative 10. I saw somebody say negative 30. I don't even know if negative 30 is a thing. Not in America anyway. I, I you know, maybe in Canada. I think y'all embellishing a little bit, but it's a it's going to be really, really, really cold in Kansas City. And look, nobody wants to play in that type of cold. However, however, Kansas City's used to it. And mm-hmm. so, yes, thank you, Spencer. It's not the actual degrees. It is the wind chill. I still ain't never heard no negative 30 wind chill in America. That's all I'm trying to say here. I'm Somebody lying. All right. It's going to be cold, though, but not that cold. But right. negative 10 is cold enough. Negative 10 wind chill is already cold. Like, y'all ain't got to make it worse than what it already is. So, do the fins find a way out of here or do they freeze their tails off and they go home? The more I talk about this game, the more I feel like I'm talking myself into believing that the Dolphins are going to steal this game. Um, Really? It's crazy. Despite the cold weather, despite their road woes, despite them barely being able to beat anybody with a plus 500 record, um, despite them dealing with some injuries, a lot of injuries, uh, especially on the defensive side of the ball that has caused them to kind of go to the old folks home and bring out guys that like Justin Houston, Bruce Irvin, and uh, who, who's the uh, uh, Mel, uh, uh, Melvin Gordon, and you know they're they're really um, not Melvin Gordon. Um, uh, what's what's uh, who am I thinking of? Um, I forget the other edge rusher. Um, but oh yeah, yeah. So, so well they you Melvin Ingram, Melvin um, Ingram, Melvin Ingram. That's Melvin that's who Ingram. I'm. 
they got yeah. a lot of, yeah, so they got like Melvin Ingram, Irvin Justin Houston, Houston, Bruce Irvin. Look, if this was five, six years ago, that'd be a nasty yeah. dynamic, yeah. Group, but it's not. Yeah. It's 2024. So I don't know how this is going to go for them. No. Um, and, and so, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of reasons to not pick the Dolphins. Um, I, look, I, it's, it's tough to, for me to envision the Chiefs being one and done in the postseason, especially losing at home uh, in these elements. But I just can't get over the fact that I can't trust these Chiefs wide receivers. I can't. And unless Kansas City is going to make a true commitment to letting Isaiah Pacheco lead them to the win and it's possible um but they can't help but put the ball in Patrick Mahomes's hands and it's not like Mahomes is the one killing them it's the guys he's throwing the ball to that includes Travis Kelsey I don't believe Travis Kelsey is playing at a high level right now um he he's struggling to beat double teams he's not moving very quick not moving very fast these days I think it could come down to something as simple as the Dolphins wide receivers catching the ball and the Chiefs wide receivers not catching the ball. I completely um, and, agree. And I can see the Dolphins stealing it. Okay. Well, I, I'm not going to – Um, I can't count out Patrick LaVon Mahomes mm-hmm. uh, because at the end of the day, you know, he is still the uh, reigning Super Bowl champion. Mm-hmm. And, yes, that their, their uh, wide receiving core is – not a threat at all. However, um, I just can't count him out. Right. And I just feel like that weather is going to uh, be a factor here. Tyreek been two years removed from this type of weather. Mm-hmm. So he ain't going to go back to it and just be like, oh, I'm used to it. Nobody ever gets used to mm-hmm. wind chills of negative 10 degrees. Right. I don't care who you are. Okay. So uh, I am going with the Chiefs. Steelers at Bills. Bills are 10-point favorites, which I find highly disrespectful. But the fact that this is a Ravens podcast means I actually don't care. Okay? I just want to put that out there. While I find it to be egregious, I'm not going to argue for it. No. I mean, I I don't think the Bills will cover that 10, if I'm being honest. I I would be shocked if they end up beating the Steelers by 10-plus points. Um, Not because I think the Steelers are that good. But it's supposed to be uh, weather, crazy weather out there as well. Pittsburgh's not afraid of that weather. Honestly, I think they embrace ugly weather games. You know, and I know, yeah, no T.J. Watt. um, But even still, I I think that the Steelers can play ball control against the the, uh, Bills, especially if they're going to get some turnovers from Josh Allen that could really come back to bite them because the Steelers have made a killing over the last couple of weeks during this three-game win streak of time of possession. They, they're they just grinding you out, and they're, they're running the ball 30-plus times a game, holding the ball, and actually able to finish some of these drives with points. So that's going to put pressure on Buffalo to yep. not only score but also take care of the football. Um, and so I, I'm picking the Bills to win. I am going to pick the Bills to win, but I I, I do think that Pittsburgh is going to make this a game. Yeah, I I don't think that they're going to be uh, 10 point. I don't think it's a 10 point deficit. Um, I agree with you. Look, this they they play near water too. The Steelers do. They mm-hmm. you know they literally had a stadium called Three River Stadium because they're yeah. they play on the water, so they're used to this type of weather. This is not something that's out of the realm for them being in Western Pennsylvania, which is very close to what it is that they have in Buffalo um, as well with their, with the lakes. But 
Um, no TJ Watt definitely to me plays a part into what the Steelers can't do, particularly on defense. And that's always going to be to me, uh, I don't necessarily say a deciding factor because I was going to pick the bills anyway, but him, I think that they have a better chance of winning the football game if TJ Watt is there being destructive and they, he's not. So, you know, I don't think that they'll win. I agree with you. I, I still don't think, I think that 10 points is a lot. Um, but ultimately, I think that the Buffalo Bills will find a way to move forward into the divisional round. Up next, we got Packers and Cowboys. Mike McCarthy gets to play his old team. Uh, they are seven and a half point underdogs, the Packers mm -hmm. are. Uh, and so we know that the Cowboys have been undefeated at home um, in 2023 against a very young Packers team. I'm curious to know how you see this going. Yeah, of course with every fiber in my body, I hate the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, we um, know. That said, uh, I got to put my analyst hat on. I, I got to pick them to beat the Packers. Um, Packers are a young team. I don't know if Christian Watson plays in this game. Even if he does, I don't know what he'll look like. He was really good before he got hurt. Um, but they've had guys like Jaden Reed step up. Romeo Dobbs has been really good. I mean, that, that Packers offense has been moving at times. The defense has played well as of late. But going to Dallas is a different monster. Dallas is scoring like close to 40 points a game at home. They've played with a ton mm -hmm. of confidence when they're at home. Um, so I think Dallas wins this game. Honestly, wouldn't be surprised if, if, if they kind of blow the Packers out. Mm, just be ugly. Uh, for the Packers. They're a young football team. I think they're one of the youngest teams in the National Football League. So I think that for me, you know, sometimes when you're young and you get into the playoffs, you got to take your lumps. Mm -hmm. And that's what's going to probably happen here. I think that Dallas wins this. It's interesting that the Bills get 10-point favorites against the Steelers, which they're coached by Mike Tomlin, a very good football team. But the Packers only get a seven and a mm -hmm. half. They're only seven and a half underdogs. This is the one I think might be, you know, the 10. But what do we know here? I mean, and look, um, Dallas defense hasn't been as great down the stretch of the season. So I think that may be where Vegas thinks because yeah. the Packers have been able to put up points over the yeah. last couple of weeks. So I, I think that they're kind of anticipating this potentially being a shootout. For sure. Rams at Lions, and we get to see the uh, the uh, the quarterback switch. Mm -hmm. So we know that Jerry Goff and Matt Stafford were switched for each other's opposite teams currently. And so um, Jared Goff has a chip on his shoulder. He has not forgotten what's happened to him. So uh, I'm curious to see how this goes. I have the Rams as my dark horse team. Um, and so I, I'm curious to see what you think about that. No, I, I, I like the Rams a lot. I'm, I, I like the Rams a lot. I'm, I'm picking the Rams to win this game. And like you, they are definitely a dark horse team. If there's a wild card team that I'm going to pick to potentially come out of the conference, it would be them. Um, they're playing at a high level right now. Matthew Stafford, the way that he played this year and really in, during the second half of the season, I mean, he should be a potential MVP candidate. I don't think he should win it, but he I would not be upset if anybody said they wanted to throw Matthew Stafford's name in the MVP conversation. Um, he's been that good. Puka Nakua has been amazing for them, um, and it's so dangerous because Cooper Cup, for the, for the totality of the season, hasn't been Cooper Cup. Still been good, but not Cooper Cup good. 
Um, so to have Puka Nakua there and have him doing the things that he did in his rookie year, I mean, they are tough to stop. And you mentioned you you combine that with the run game that they have uh right now. I mean, they they are clicking on all cylinders on the offensive side. I think their defense is good enough. I think the loss of Sam Laporta will be huge for Detroit in this game. As much as I appreciate Jared Goff keeping his head down, helping turn that Lions team around. I'm rooting for him because people have been ready to throw Jared Goff away since the Rams drafted him. Um, yep. So I, I'm definitely rooting for him, but I, I think the Rams are just hot right now. I, I think they win that one. Completely uh, agree there. They are hot, dog. And and uh, you know how I feel about Puka. Um, that dude is dangerous. He's mm-hmm. top five in receiving yards, and he's only a rookie. So um, that's just a dangerous team when they are playing well. And the – Monday night game, Eagles and Bucks. We talked about this uh, on Wednesday on the uh, Glenn and Rita show slash uh, Shaking It Up Sports collab <laughs> show. Right. I actually got bored by this matchup. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what Baker Mayfield I'm going to get. I don't know what Eagles team I'm going to get. This just has this has bipolar written all over it. <laughs> and I don't know what team is going to be what come Monday. So, just because I said that I'm bored, watch it be the game of the week. Mm-hmm. Just because. <laughs> it could be. It could be. I mean, you got two offenses that can be explosive, um, but has more times than not, especially as of late, they've been pretty dry. Um, and it, it, look, the, the, the Bucks, Baker's a little nicked up right now coming out of that Panthers game. Uh, I do like Mike Evans, obviously. I like Rashad White. I love Chris Godwin. I like what they're doing offensively. I like what the Bucs can bring to the table defensively. Uh, they're pretty solid against the run. We know that's what the Eagles want to do first. So if the Bucs are able to kind of take that run game away from Philly, um, that'll be huge going forward to force them to have to get one-dimensional. one-dimensional. And can Jalen Hurts go out there and make plays? Is he going to start pressing too much is it going to be uh but so long before those guys are on the sidelines cursing each other out you just don't know um i think the eagles win this game because i think they're too good to go out there and lose to the bucks but it wouldn't shock me if the bucks who are a more more of a uh uh, of a team right now in terms of morale and emotionally and stuff like that the the eagles seem broken to me right now. So yeah, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if just the fact that the Bucks are actually playing together, that alone gets them to win over the Eagles. But I'm going to take Philly. I'm taking Philly too. I just think that they're the more talented team. But, uh, you know, I, it, with the way that they've been playing, I believe they lost five of their last six. Mm-hmm. It is very hard to count the Buccaneers out. Because again, I don't know what Eagle team is going to show up. That's the problem, right? So we're going to see how that goes. But I do think that overall Philly is the more talented team. I'm going to go with the Eagles there. So those are our wild card picks for Super Wild Card Weekend. When we come back, we'll take some of your questions, comments, and concerns in our Winning Drive mailbag here on Winning Drive. All right, so we asked you guys to give us your questions, concerns, comments leading into Wild Card Weekend as the Ravens wait to see who their opponent is going to be. So first one up, is Kyle Hamilton's injury impacting his play coming back? And 
I think that that's a better question suited for Cordell, who gets to go see the guys out there practicing. I, I know that he did. He was out there on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he, he was out there Wednesday. Uh, I thought he was moving pretty well. He does have a slight limp to him. He, he has a slight limp to him, but um, I, I watched him run around a little bit. He, he seemed to do well. Um, he's one of those guys. We're starting to see quite a few of these players who – are like somewhat flexible there is weird that they are able to some kind of sustain some injuries that to some guys we've seen it be like devastating and for these guys it's like yeah it's a week or two type of situation and it'll be good enough for them to get back out there and play so I, I think I think Kyle Hamilton will be fine I don't I don't foresee this injury um, impacting his ability to not only play in the game, but also impacting his ability to be, you know, a true factor in the game. Um, I, I don't think he'll be limited. I don't. I don't think it'll take away from any of his great skill set. So I think he'll be fine. He'll definitely be playing through some sort of discomfort or even pain if you want to go that far. But I, I, I think he'll still be a, a, a big chess piece for them. Yeah, you just got to hope that, you know, if the Ravens advance the Super Bowl, he's able to play three more games. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then he can rest for a whole offseason and make sure right. that he's ready for 2024. All right, next question. How concerned are you about the tackles holding up against elite pass rushes? Well, you all know that this has been my concern. One of the funny things, it's not funny, but one of the things that I think that makes Todd Munkin like the wizardry of Todd Munkin, like phenomenal is the fact that for the last month, it feels like he's been rotating tackles. So we've seen Stanley and Moses start, but then eventually you'll see Pat McCarry out there and you'll see Fa'alele out there. And it feels like that's been a recipe that's been beneficial for the Ravens. Everybody knows that I was concerned about the pass rushers down the stretch. And that was something that I had, you know, discussed. But they had passed the test in the last few games after the bye. So, I mean, whatever they've done, it's worked. The interior line has always been, you know, did their part and held up. And the Cleveland game, to me, was the one that I was concerned about the most because you just really allow Miles Garrett to do their thing. But it does feel like after that game, they started doing this rotation thing, and, it, and it's been beneficial for them. So um, I'm still a little concerned, but you hope that the time off is helpful. And then you hope that the rotation, you know, if it's broke, don't fix it. If it's working, don't stop doing it as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I think that uh, I'm curious to see what they decide to do going into the postseason, if they continue to do the rotation and if they do how much uh, they decide to do it. Um, You look at the AFC I mean, teams, the Ravens obviously lead the league in sacks at 60, right behind them at 57, Kansas City. Um, So uh, George Karloftis has been really good this year uh, for the Chiefs. He's he's actually had a pretty solid season for them. Uh, Obviously, we know what Chris Jones can do in the middle. uh, So that's probably a team you got to watch. The Dolphins are third in the league in sacks. Now, a lot of their sack leaders are no longer there. Uh, they they are bringing in some veteran guys who um, I don't want to say they have fresh legs because guys like Houston played a lot this year. 
Um, but that you know, there there's a rejuvenation factor there with them joining a, a postseason roster and now playing uh in the playoffs. Uh fourth in the league in sacks is Buffalo. <laughs> so, you know, I, I I'm and then you got Cleveland at six. Um, and then down there, like around the 10 range, you got Pittsburgh. I just say all that to say that the AFC has teams that know how to get after the quarterback. Um, yep. So it is somewhat of a concern. It's not just the tackle or it's not just the edge rusher guys. You got to think of the stunts that are ran and the blitzes that come. Teams are just getting to the quarterback by committee these days. So um, I would say, yeah, it's something you're watching out for. But all in all, I, like you said, I, I like the way that they finished the season. I thought, you know, going to San Francisco, kind of doing what they did against those pass rushers and uh, Lamar having the game that he had um, against the Dolphins and stuff like that and the Rams game. And st- I, I, I like I, I like the momentum that they have going into the playoffs. Yeah, me too. And so you really hope that that, that will – um, temper into, you know, what they've been able to do the, down the stretch against opponents that, you know, are all winning up all, uh, all guys except the Jags mm-hmm. that made the playoffs, yeah. quite frankly. So um, you you hope that that just continues the trend of them just the way that they've held up these last few weeks. All right. Next question. Would you rather play the Chiefs or the Dolphins in the next round? Um. This is interesting. Well, mm-hmm. I, I'm not. You can't play the Chiefs, so I got you know because they're the three seed. Right, right. So that's not going to happen. Um, so the question is, would you rather play the Dolphins in the next round or Pittsburgh or Cleveland or Houston? I guess in that regard. But um, in terms of like who I think is more of a threat to the Ravens between the Chiefs or the Dolphins, um, I'm I'm still going to go with the Chiefs, dog. Like I. I Listen, I know what the roster looks like for the Miami Dolphins, and I'm not even talking about the 56-19 win because it is very possible that Mostar comes back and it's very possible that Waddle comes back. But I'm with you in the sense that they've lost um, a lot of guys on defense and it just doesn't, you know, look good in that regard. I just can't take Patrick Mahomes out of any equation, any equation. And, yes, I know he doesn't have pass catchers that are consistent. I'm very well aware. But – I also have to respect the dude that's what a two-time MVP, a two-time Super Bowl MVP. Got to respect it. And and I, I just, you know, at the end of the day, you just don't ever want to sell Patrick Mahomes short because two is a great player, but he he's not Patrick Mahomes, let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you. I probably would rather play the Dolphins again. Um, and, and be careful what you ask for. That's for very sure. true. I mean, because uh, both of these teams could, could beat you. Um, the Dolphins, uh, the, it's very well possible they come into MNT pissed off after getting kicked around last time, possibly more healthier than they were last time. Um, and it could be a different story. Who knows? Who knows? This is the time of year where one and done. You don't, the best team doesn't always win. Uh, mm-hmm. that's what people forget about playoff football. Um, it's just about that given day is Saturday, Sunday, Monday, whatever. Um, but yeah, I can't overlook Patrick Mahomes. I, if you don't have to play him, you probably aren't going to want to play him. Um, it'd be great. You know, I don't think the Ravens are going to put an asterisk next to, to their Super Bowl if they were to win it and didn't have to play the Chiefs in the postseason. I don't I don't think they'll lose any sleep about that. It's not going to make me think any less of their Super Bowl run if they went 
all the way and, and didn't have to play Kansas City. But very rarely does that end up being the case. You, you, you just usually when you're when you end up winning it all, you usually have to go through those guys, those types right. of teams, uh, the Patriots of the world, the Chiefs now of the world. You usually got to get through those types of teams if you're going to get it. Um, but yeah, you, you never feel great about having to play Patrick Mahomes in January. Never, ever, ever, ever. So there's that part of it. Uh, last one, what we got. Does the poor offensive play in the, excuse me, the poor defensive play in the fourth quarter concern you two at all? I think that they've gotten better. Mm -hmm. um, I think that they've gotten better in the fourth quarter. I do understand the concern. Um, you know, again, the Cleveland game kind of stands itself out in that regard. But I also think that the offense in that game um, kind of put them in uncompromising positions. And um, I don't think that this is the 2022 season where it really became a thing. I do think that um, it's gotten better. I also understand that the Rams game, because the Rams were able to come go down, you know, the field after the Ravens had to go ahead, score and tie it. But uh, there was also, look, the, the game just definitely changed when Kyle Hamilton just wasn't there. So um, I, I have to take that into consideration. So I do understand the concern. Um, it's a concern. If, on a scale of one to 10, I'm about a three. I, I, I'm just fairly confident that this team is good enough to overcome its adversities more so now than they've been able to do in the past. And I think that they're a focused team and, you know, they know what needs to be done and they just can't make similar mistakes again. Yeah. I, to be honest, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say I don't have any type of concern because right. sure, the Ravens have shown you in the past that they, they do struggle at times to close teams out. It's been a while. It's been a while since they, you know, kind of scared us like that. The Rams game, you know, yeah, that's probably the last time I could go back to and say that the defense had a little bit of a letdown in the fourth quarter. I just don't even know if I count that as a letdown, though, because they were going up against a really good team. And at times that's what's going to happen. I mean, how many times have we seen in the mm -hmm. AFC championship game with Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes? going back and forth and it comes down to whoever has the ball last. Like sometimes that's the way that the game goes. Um, but all in all, it's truly been a while since the Ravens defense. If you, if you want to just limit it to defense, it's been a while since defensively they've kind of shut down in the fourth quarter. Uh, I'm not really putting a lot of stock into that Steelers game in week 18. Um, really no starters were in there by the time. I mean, Patrick Queen was reluctantly in the game at that point, and that's only due to an injury uh, that brought him back out there. But I, I, I don't put a lot of stock into that Steelers game. Before that, if you want to say the Rams won, so be it. But for me, that's one of those games where you, you, you're going to have to earn it. It's a good team, a good offense. You're it's not like they let the Cardinals come and beat up on them in the fourth quarter and and make it make it a game. That'd be a different situation. Puka Nakua made some crazy catches in that fourth quarter. Yeah, I thought Stafford made some great throws. Cooper Cup was great. So um, those things just happen. But honestly, I think that this defense and this team is so locked in right now, and they need to probably Lamar needs to coin that that phrase because it's it's kind of what everybody knows him for right now is just being locked in. But locked uh, in. We need a shirt locked in. He really does. He, he does need a shirt to say that. I'm surprised he hasn't jumped on that. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I think the defense is 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 fine right now. I, I'd be surprised if they have another fourth quarter meltdown at this point.
I agree. I mean, look, the stakes are too high. And and look, this is no um, disrespect to, you know, the opposing teams because they, they have a job to do, too, which is to adjust. But I think that the Ravens are uh, in a position now where they can definitely uh, adjust. Shout out to Spencer, our producer, Flockton, he suggested. I like that, actually. Take what did he say? Flockton. Oh, flocked in. I see. Yeah, flocked in. Instead yeah. of locked in, yeah. flocked in. See how that could have worked out? Right. What, what, what y'all doing over there, Ravens PR? Yeah. What y'all doing over there, Lamar people? Y'all got to come up with this stuff and sell it. This, I this mean, you know. Here for. We're here for it. We're, we're here to give you we the tools. Need, we just need y'all got to run away with it. So, so hopefully if you're listening. Just sure you send that cut to, to the winning drive. Just how about it? Okay. We could afford we could afford to have just a little bit of coin if you decide right. to use a flock in so uh we want to thank you all for listening thank you all for everyone who came in with questions uh for our mailbag we hope that you enjoy super wild card weekend and by then we'll have an idea of who the ravens will place for on our next episode we'll talk about who the ravens will face this weekend enjoy the games and from cordell to me this is winning drive Twenty Four Hundred Sports is an Odyssey company.